0: Mysteries and Madness is recorded before a live studio bottle of whiskey. Yeah, this week we have Forty Creek Spike Honey Spiced whiskey. Oh, I think I've had this before. It's uh, pretty good stuff. I've had it before, and I thought it'd be a fun thing for us to share on nice, this. Nice. Our maiden voyage into Shall original content. Clinky flink. Let's do it. Cheers, bud. Cheers. That's tasty. So I have a, a fun little thing. I think we, uh, this show officially needs a bit of a disclaimer. And so I had a fun thing we do that we each uh, trade lines in the disclaimer and take a, just a little sip of whiskey after every line. Mm-hmm. All characters, businesses, and events in this podcast are entirely fictional. Any resemblance to real persons or entities is entirely coincidental.
1: Mysteries and Madness involves Lovecraftian horror and as such can contain scenes of violence and gore some may not find to their tastes.
0: We've been known to drop the odd filthy fucking F-bomb.
1: Can't say we didn't warn ya. <laughs>
0: parallel 1940s where supernatural terrors are real, a lone private investigator named Jack Shepard takes cases that lead to dark ends. This is Mysteries and Madness, a collaboratively created two-player fiction using the gumshoe one-to-one role-playing system. I'm Dave Colmine, the director of our game. I know who's done it and I portray the locations and characters in our story.
1: And I'm Todd Sullivan. I play Jack Shepard, the aforementioned private investigator, former journalist, uh, now digging into the dark underbelly of the Lovecraftian horrors
0: all around us. This is Mysteries and Madness, the case files of Jack Shepard, Case 2, The Nurse, and The Explosives, Chapter 1. You hear the crunching of your footsteps on the gravel, same as that day. The wood of the large door is rough and warm against your hand, but something's out of place, different from before. Then you pick up on it. You hear farm animals. What you thought would be Roy's garage is the inside of a barn. A cow moves from his stall, shaking his head and causing the bell around his neck to clang a few times. A chicken flutters away from you towards the far corner. And then you're sure you're not alone, and whoever it is is right behind you. And then you wake up. And we have our first challenge of the game oh already. God. Welcome, Todd Sullivan. <laughs> we are role playing. And it's time for some crunchy rolling. Yeah. This is a cool challenge with an advance of five, called a weird dream. course well, a weird dream. So what's uh, what's your cool die? You have one cool die. I have one cool die. That's right. Yeah. So
1: you gave me a challenging challenge off the bat here. I guess so. Yeah. All right. Let's see what we got.
0: Three. A three is a hold. Okay. Weird. You wake startled, then quickly regain your bearings, wiping away the sleep from your eyes as your familiar loft comes into view. It is Thursday, October 10th. That fateful day at Roy's garage was Sunday, September 29th. That's 12 days ago. Mm-hmm. What's Jack been up to?
1: Uh, Well, in the interim, I I, uh, did pursue another case. Um, I was investigating a a husband who his wife suspected might be having an affair.
0: Right. Um, Um, Was he having an affair?
1: He was, yeah. Oh, he was, eh? And uh, and in order to pursue that case, um, I had to pick up uh, some new gear. I picked up a camera.
0: Oh, okay, so right on. i a camera
1: now so I can get photographic evidence of things that are going on out in the world. And, cool, because uh, yeah.
0: you, uh, you are no longer broke after your last case, broke. right? Yeah. Uh, um, Margaret Deacon paid you and a little bit of a bonus on top, yeah. and so you've used that extra cash to purchase a camera. Yes. I dig that, man. Um,
1: and I also thought, too, coming from a background in in working at a newspaper, it's likely I would probably know how to run uh, a darkroom as well. Okay. Right. So I can uh, process my own photography. In
0: this bed. is the idea. Okay. Yeah. H- you've hacked in a dark room into your loft apartment. Well, you
1: I mean, you just use a bathroom, right? Because you only need to have it. It's not a permanent. It doesn't need to be a permanent fixture. Oh, okay. Right. You can just sort of get the chemicals, do it all up, clean it all up. Boom. You're done.
0: Okay. Yeah. Jack Shepard can use a dark room from his days at the paper, yep. and he can do that in his bathroom if he chooses. Absolutely, I dig that. So back to this case.
1: Yes. Um, so yeah, I uh, I was snapping some pictures through uh, the window of this this horn dog getting up to some nasty business with his secretary, and uh, he happened to sort of hear the the click of the shutter, and uh, I had to run. Get the heck out of there with those pictures. Uh, On my way to the car, I sort of twisted my ankle a little bit.
0: Oh, my goodness. You twisted your ankle. Yeah. Okay. Well, we we did talk about this ahead of time. So you've gained the problem, problem uh, injured. For the duration of this case, you are injured. As long as you are injured, take a minus one on all athletics rolls.
1: Yeah. Fucked up my ankle.
0: Okay, so you have a rolled ankle. You get a minus one on all athletics rolls. For the rest of this case, most likely, you know, unless you can plausibly tell me how you don't.
1: Getting a good night's sleep, for example.
0: (laughs) Yeah, perhaps we could have a really great night's sleep. Sure.
1: Okay. Uh, Furnace is on.
0: Yeah, you want to hit that white button right there? Uh, Boom. Problem solved. So, Jack, your loft is on the second floor of a red brick building. You have red brick walls inside your loft that mm. you sleep in. Uh, you would exit your loft into your office and out of your office going down a staircase that runs the side of the building, a covered, like a covered heated staircase with a second door at the bottom of it, out onto the street. Uh, below your loft is a used bookstore. Yes. Um, you you want to tell me about the appeal of that? To you, it was, did that matter when, in choosing this as the location for your PI firm?
1: Probably in the back of my mind, I was aware that it could aid me in potential research, um, having access to books just beneath me. Um, you know, this is long before the days of the Internet. So, um, you know, most of the research was done the hard way, poking through books on shelves and flipping through pages. So um, I think that was appealing, certainly.
0: I like that explanation a lot. I think also uh, this little bookstore gets in a couple copies of the paper every day. Every day, religiously, you come down, you buy one of the copies of the papers in this used bookstore. Sure, sure. You've noticed in the last week that the building next to you, if you were to exit your stairwell to the other side of the bookstore, um, that building has sold and now has uh, brown paper up in the windows. And there's a coming soon to something called Spirits. But there is a, an upcoming opening of something called Spirits.
1: Okay. Well, um, if, if I'm heading down to the bookstore to grab today's paper, um, I'll probably ask the, the shopkeep there if he knows anything about this Spirits thing coming <laughs> in.
0: You chat to Marjorie, the bookstore owner, and she has no clue either. The building isn't owned by the same landlord as your building. And uh, she hasn't seen anybody coming or going from it either.
1: Interesting. It's it's the Spirit Halloween store, right? It's coming in for we can buy some spooky costumes.
0: You pick up the paper and return upstairs with it. The year is nineteen forty five. We've settled on 1945 because uh, it's post World War II. Mm-hmm. On May 8th, 1945, World War II in Europe came to an end. And on September 2nd, 1945, formal surrender documents were signed aboard the USS Missouri, designating the day as the official victory. So you pick up the paper, and uh, I'll, I'll describe more of what happens in the paper, but there's one article, the main headline on the front page that I have. For oh, you.
1: my. Shall I read it? Yes. Uh, does L.A. have a kidnapper? Wednesday morning's discovery of missing church leader's car adds to red light district weirdness. Holy Wisdom Church leader John Harmon was reported missing Thursday, October 3rd. Salaciously, Harmon's wallet was reportedly found by a local beat cop in a notoriously sketchy part of Almeida Almeda Street, known as L.A.'s unofficial red light district. Harmon's car, a dark blue 1936 Cadillac 60 Coupe, was also missing until yesterday, Wednesday, October 9th, seven days later, when it was found abandoned in the same area of Almeida Street, supporting the initial scandal. Holy Wisdom Church has refused to comment. Suspiciously, a black 38 Ford Coupe was found in the same area on Tuesday, belonging to missing person Ed Greer. Greer was reported missing Monday by his family after not coming home Saturday night. Please have not ruled out foul foul. foul play. Please have not ruled out foul play and ask that anyone who may have seen anything to please come forward. Wow. Well.
0: Also in the paper, lots of Halloween themed advertisements. It's sunny through the weekend with a full moon on Sunday. One of the most spectacular meteor showers visible from Earth was seen yesterday after the planet passed through the debris left by comet Geoshabina zinner A greater number of meteors burned up in the atmosphere than usual because of a closer approach. The comet and the Earth came within 131 miles of each other, and the moon is 238,000. So it came between the moon and Earth. Wow. This comet. This mm-hmm. is a
1: lot of cosmic stuff going on in a cosmic horror game.
0: There's a global symposium on chemical engineering being held at UCLA this weekend. Fascinating. Hyperion's new water reclamation plant has been living up to its promise. Since 25, 1925, the Hyperion plant has been screening L.A.'s wastewater, but not very well with beach closures from waste blooms. Now, with this new facility, Hyperion is the first large secondary treatment plant on the West Coast and one of the most modern facilities in the world. Also in sports, the Cleveland Rams are the team (laughs) to beat for the 13th annual NFL championship, the 13th annual which was in 1945, a 10-team league with a 10-game season. And
1: that's, you said that football?
0: That was uh, the NFL. Thir- yeah. It'd be the 13th NFL championship. I, I, I can't here.
1: imagine, like, you know how they always do the, 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 uh, the annual Super Bowls with the Roman numerals? Right. And there's so many of them usually. Right. I can't imagine being as simple X- as this. I, I. Right, yeah. It's <laughs> like pretty simple. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs>
0: But yeah, that's real. I had some fun with that. I went through uh, some old newspapers and some wikis to create that.
1: Very nice. Um, and I hope that's all going to be connected to the story.
0: That meteor shower uh, genuinely happened the day prior. Really? Yeah. Wow. In real history. So they probably wouldn't have even reported on it then. No. Or known the amount of miles no exactly. Earth that <laughs> asteroid went by. But uh, little beknownst to the humans at the time, that went down on wow. the day before in history.
1: So kudos to the reporter at the paper for getting that story in. <laughs> yeah, right. That guy was <laughs> That guy on, got a scoop. He, he
0: knew some scientists, obviously. <laughs> Bro is a little connected. Yeah. Um. Do you check your horoscope? Open the paper. Oh sure. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, this brings us to our second challenge of the game. Oh, Jesus. Okay. That's right. We're gonna get a little crunchier with another cool challenge with an advance of five, called our horoscopes dumb. <laughs> okay. Four. Okay. Four. And what is your sign, Todd? Because I think Jack Shepard should be of the same sign. Okay. I'm a Leo.
1: I uh, pulled up an actual horoscope from
0: 1945. <laughs> you read your Leo horoscope. Someone has suddenly put the fan on high. Leo, and papers are blowing everywhere. Neat stacks whisked into large swirls of chaos. Slow down and communicate your situation to others. They will understand and support your predicament. The wind will die soon. All right. Now, because these are physical items, like the rest of that paper, I felt like you should have them physically. So okay. there's a there's a printed copy of the rest of what was in the newspaper. Oh, sure. OK. And then the phone rings.
1: Hello, Jack Shepard's
0: office. Jack, Margaret Deacon calling.
1: Margaret, hello. How can I help you?
0: Well, Jack, I was genuinely hoping that I would never have need of your services again.
1: I take that in the best way possible, by
0: the way. (laughs) You know what I like about you, Jack? I don't. What I like about you, Jack, is after everything that went down at Roy's garage, I never heard once the Deacon name or about Helen in the papers. Discretion, Jack. You got it, and I need it. You may have read in the papers that I purchased the land where Roy's garage was. I just wanted to wipe any trace of helen's incident from this earth i initially told the papers i was going to turn it into a garbage dump but of course can't do that in the center of san bernardino so for now we're just wiping the garage off of it and paving over with asphalt i got a distressing call from my site manager this morning our entire cache of dynamite is missing and i guess our demolitions expert hasn't shown up to the job site in two days A man in my role would just tell the cops, but the board of directors wants nothing more than for me to fail. It's difficult enough for me just to be a female boss without having this kind of blunder blow up in my face. By Monday, I will definitely need to tell the police. I'm hoping, Jack, that you can help me in uncovering what has happened to our demo expert and these explosives before the end of the weekend.
1: I can certainly look
0: into it. Thank you. The foreman on the job site is Chris. Chris Pickler. Jack, he's my hire. I trust him. The missing demo expert is Thomas. Thomas Thenjin. Thenjin. I don't know anything else about him other than his name. Chris, it's Chris's hire.
1: Okay.
0: Chris runs the job site for me. I was hoping you'd say yes. He expects you to be dropping by the job site today to talk to him. And he'll be able to give you greater details into the case. Of course, you'll have no trouble finding it, and I'm sorry to send you back out to that same piece of property. <laughs> well, it's all, it's all a little too late for you now, isn't it? <laughs> Dark place around here. <laughs> Thank Thulu, Papa beat me till I understood the darkness that exists. <laughs> Adrenaline pulsing sight is what sent Helen spiraling into her waking coma. A block of Stone? that looks alien in its surroundings. It has smooth surfaces, sharp edges. It's not just a natural stone formation. There are markings, there are intentional engravings on its surface, and they seem to shimmer in the light more than they should in this dim light, and you feel in your core, there's a significance to this stone. Roy with his back to you, uh, at his workbench, he appears to be severing and dealing with the remains of the man who was in the trunk. Burl Treehorn from the Alegria Casino. Poor Burl. Poor Burl is now uh, Pieces of Burl. Pieces of
1: Burl, that sounds like... That's the name of his greatest hits collection. Is it A, a, a plus two? Two plus two. two. And that's the, and the advance of
0: four. Fuck
1: you, Roy. <laughs> Yeah, I can't say I've got the fondest memories of visiting that locale.
0: Oh, also, the day after the incident, you know, here with Helen and Clara, our nurse, Ella, didn't show up to work. I didn't think much of it, and then just a couple of days ago, her mother came looking for her, and I haven't seen her since. I guess she's been missing now for over a week, Her name is Ella. Mm Mm-hmm. Ella Hurse. I have her address. And she proceeds to give you an address in South Central LA for a numbered suite. Okay. Ella's mother doesn't have the resources to hire you, and I thought I might ask you to look into that as well.
1: Let's see what I can find.
0: Listen, Jack, no work gets done in LA without the mob's involvement. Chris, he handles it for me. He's my hire, and I think he's on the level. But don't rule anybody out. I really need this wrapped up before Monday morning, or I won't be heading Deacon Developments for long.
1: I'll give it my all.
0: Thanks, Jack. You have my number. Bye-bye. What does Jack want to do?
1: I need to follow primary case first. So I'm going to go out to the job site and, and talk to the pickle man. Okay. (laughs) Chris Pickler.
0: A wide, flat desert valley bisected by famous Route 66, with the quaint city of San Bernardino near its center. To the north and east, short foothills of dry wild grass and sagebrush eventually meet tall red plateaus, which sit in the shadow of the towering San Bernardino Mountains. You head north of the city towards the foothills and Roy's Garage. You pull up to the San Bernardino job site, A large backhoe sits dormant near the rubble that was Roy's garage. Now a pile of fallen walls, shingles, and checkered flooring raked up neatly near the oddly menacing pit. While the steel girders and winch are no longer present, there's no mistaking the hole in the earth you were lowered into a mere 12 days ago. Mm -hmm. You spot a guy a little neater and tidier than the rest of the people on the job site. Seems to be... uh, Motioning people around,
1: what do you do? I will approach the fellow and ask him if he is Chris Pickler.
0: Uh, You approach a broad-chested, fit, handsome man, tanned with short blonde hair and clean work clothes. Hey, yeah, it's Chris Pickler.
1: Jack Shepard. Nice to meet you.
0: Hey, pleasure to meet you, Jack. Thanks for coming so quickly. Margaret told me you'd be on your way.
1: Yeah. It sounded like it was under a pretty heavy deadline, uh, to try to get through this as quickly as possible. So I thought I'd get a jump on it as right away.
0: Yeah. I'm so glad you did. I dropped by Thomas's house this morning. No answer. I looked through the windows, couldn't see any movement. Didn't let it seem like anyone was around. Um, he didn't show up to work yesterday either. Uh, so that's why I dropped by today. Uh, I don't know what the story is That's when we checked the explosive cache Turned out all of the dynamite was missing as well So that's when I called Margaret
1: (sighs) When was the last time the dynamite was accounted for?
0: Thomas and Dean were in charge of the dynamite I know they were rotating it, keeping it safe Uh, Dean might know when we checked it last Hey Dean! And uh, a scrawny guy walks over with dirty hands and face Serious farmer tan coveralls and a dusty plaid shirt and a flat cap with a frayed brim bent in a V hey what up boss hey this is Dean he noticed that the dynamite was missing Dean when did you last check the dynamite case hey I check it every morning so uh, yesterday morning I guess well there you go It was here yesterday morning
1: okay so it was lost sometime in the last 24 hours
0: Pierce. so um. Dean here worked with Thomas if you want to ask him anything
1: uh, I might um just very quickly if I can get Thomas's address from you,
0: uh, yeah, no problem. I got it in my office. We'll grab that afterward, right John um,
1: dean then uh y- do you you worked closely with Chris, no Thomas,
0: yeah, we was like we we're the we we're the team, we we're the explosive team I, I i- ran a lot of fuse, did a little odd jobs, Thomas was kind of in in charge of it all, he had a lot of experience with explosives, we were surveying the pit for the tunnel demo. Uh, and measuring backfill two days ago. Tom, he found a chunk of something at the bottom of the pit. Had some sort of carving on it. I don't know. All I know is that Tom got real weird and possessive after that. Like, wouldn't let me look at the stone. He got all angry. He sent me out into the desert looking for tunnel exits. Near tan my neck off, man, out there. And then freaking didn't show up to work the next day. Anyway, that's, that's all I know.
1: So you, you didn't see... You didn't see Tom again after he sent you off to look through the tunnels.
0: Well, yeah, I came back at the end of the day. We, but we really didn't chat, and I like normally usually you can kind of talk about what we're gonna do after work. He was just in a bit of a fit. He left the job site kind of angry. I don't know what happened.
1: All right. Do you remember him saying anything strange at all after finding the little stone?
0: Just a lot of cursing under his breath. A lot about when he kind of gives a, a little glance at Chris. You know, like about like shit. Just like about. Everything's shit, and rivers of shit, and just shit this and shit that. A lot of, a lot of shit talk, I guess.
1: Okay, that's it's interesting.
0: Sorry, boss. Hey, man, you gotta tell this guy what he needs to know.
1: Um, and this question goes to either of you. Uh, is there anything else about Tom's behavior yesterday that stands out as odd to you?
0: Uh, he's a pretty independent worker. He's been a, a good hire, you know, um, quiet, smart, just did his work. You know, uh, I haven't really had any issues with him before this. Uh, what Dean's telling you here, this is a new behavior out of him for sure. He's been a pretty good guy.
1: And Dean, was there anything else odd about his behavior yesterday?
0: Hey man, that was a lot of shit talk, man. Like, like yeah, a, I
1: got the impression there was a lot of shit talk.
0: Like a lot of shit talk, yeah. man. That's about it. Okay. Do
1: you think he was having problems with the outhouses that you hear uh, had here on the job site? Is that maybe what... He was complaining about under his breath.
0: Jack, was it? I don't think there's a man alive who enjoys an outhouse. like.
1: No, I hear you there.
0: Do you want that rad dress? Come on to of my office.
1: I would like it, yes.
0: Uh, Chris leads you into the, uh, the shop trailer, into his office, goes into a filing cabinet, pulls out the address. I meant what I said about Thomas. He has been a good hire. Quiet and smart, as I said. He is an organization hire, of course. Nothing gets done in this town without the influence of organized crime
1: certainly yeah was he was he recommended by someone in particular or
0: like a certain amount of labor and materials are supplied through dealings with la's organized protection it's just how business is done this project was being completed in cooperation with bugsy siegel's connections thomas was one of Bugsy's hires Came highly recommended, professional And up until this incident He had been Okay I'm just trying to keep the peace between this new boss Bugsy And Deacon Developments
1: Let me assure you that I have no interest In shaking things up
0: Thank you, that's what Margaret has hired me to do Best of luck Jack Margaret said she trusted you I hope you can come through with this man I'd hate to hear what happens if Come Monday we haven't found these explosives Or if something's blown up I mean, just good luck.
1: I'll I'll do the best I can, my friend.
0: What now? Well, um... It is mid to late afternoon. Okay.
1: I would say uh, just in the interest of efficiency on my part, I would travel either to Ella's house or her apartment or whatever, or to Thomas's, depending on which one is closer to me from here.
0: Both are in the same location. Both are in South Central L.A. <laughs> we
1: just said same location. I thought you meant like the exact, like, they were living together. <laughs> yeah, it
0: turns out they're living together. No, but they're both from South Central L.A., uh, so you can choose. They're equal distance from each other All right, well, from where you're at. They're both back in the city.
1: Let's mix things up and uh, take our first steps into the other case and visit Ella's place.
0: You head back from San Bernardino into South Central LA and find Ella Hurst and what turns out to be a basement suite. You head down and around the right-hand side of the building with concrete steps and a stairwell to a knob and a deadbolt. What do you do?
1: Knock on the door.
0: No answer.
1: Peek. Is there any windows to peek through?
0: You find a ground-level window looking into the basement suite. And it looks into the main living area. Um, you can see two doors off of the main living area. And see all the way back to a small kitchen with a small table and the, the entrance door. And no movement.
1: Does anything look out of the ordinary?
0: Doesn't look like a, like it's been the site of some sort of calamity or yeah, anything. Yeah. yeah, it looks fine. Looks pretty orderly.
1: Uh check the mailbox.
0: There is about a week's worth of mail in her mailbox.
1: Which lines up with about how long she's been missing, right? Yes. I'm going to take a chance and try the doorknob.
0: The doorknob turns and you push inward and you're stopped by the deadbolt.
1: Yeah, okay. Well, let me uh, uh, pull out some locksmithing on this beastie.
0: Okay, use your locksmithing skills to undo the deadbolt? Yeah. Sure, I see that working. Okay. So you're now standing in this tidy, small, small space, one main living area with a separate bedroom and bathroom.
1: What do you do? I'm going to say, I'm going to call it her name. I'm going to say, Ella, uh, I've been sent by Helen Deakin.
0: No response. And no,
1: no sound at all, like movement or.
0: No, you get the sense that you're alone. Okay.
1: Then I'm going to move from room to room just looking for anything odd out of the ordinary with an emphasis on like symbols sigils you know anything relating to the weirdness of Margaret Deacon's
0: case the first door leads you into the bathroom there are drops of dried blood on the floor and the counter where a razor blade lies but not much blood Mm -hmm. not like a killing amount of blood, just droplets and a little pool underneath this razor blade. All the blood is dry and brown. Beyond that, you head into the bedroom, second door. There's a white hospital orderly outfit hanging over a chair with the ID tag showing. The closet door is open. Uh, There's a bunch of empty hangers uh, a very tidy shoe rack. Nurse shoes neatly together.
1: Sorry, did you say there were empty hangers?
0: Yeah, a bunch of empty hangers.
1: Does it look like like there's enough clothing like not there for her to like have packed up and left? Yeah. Is that the impression? Okay. Yeah,
0: you're getting the impression that there's more exposed hangers than there should be for some. Like she either loves keeping hangers or there's missing <laughs> clothes.
1: That'd be a fun twist, eh?
0: Yeah, She just looted up hangers You didn't see that one coming did did you? You see that? <laughs> Call me M. Night Chalamalan <laughs> That's his last name All the shoes are very tidy There's like rows of shoes With all her nurse shoes neatly together uh, With uh, one set of nurse shoes missing And she has all her high heels Seemingly organized by Ascending heel height <laughs> And there's an opening Fuck, at- That's
1: probably how I would do it If I had high heels <laughs>
0: Right? Why not? Why not? Yeah. Probably maybe by color. I don't know. Why are we talking about this? Is well, no by way. ascending
1: and then color, right?
0: Yeah, of course. Yeah. By, it'd be like a rainbow of tones, right? Yeah. But like, this is the most <laughs> I've ever talked about high heeled shoes. <laughs> um, and so on the right hand side of this row where you would assume the tallest pair might sit, there's an empty spot there as well.
1: Hmm. She obviously brought some uh, sexy shoes wherever she went.
0: The bed has small amounts of blood Uh, Dried brown, um, streaked across the top sheet and the pillow with some dried drops on the left-hand side of the bed, just above the middle.
1: Does it seem like there's more blood on the bed than there was in the bathroom? Yes. Okay.
0: But it's very, like, light smears.
1: Right. Not a fatal amount. There's not
0: a fatal amount of blood here. Kind of like if you... Had bad road rash and slept with it without a bandage on it. Right. Right Kind of thing that might happen to you. So that's the bedroom. What do you want to do?
1: Investigate the outfit.
0: Yeah. Hanging over a chair is a white hospital orderly outfit with an ID tag. You check the ID tag and it's for Los Angeles General Hospital. And it is an ID card for Ella Mm -hmm. Hearst, but it's expired. It's about six months expired. Hm, okay.
1: I'll take it with me. The ID tag? Yeah, why not? Okay. That way I can sneak into the hospital in disguise. What do you do? Is there anything else to, to see in the apartment?
0: No, you look the apartment over and find no other okay. important clues or evidence.
1: Let's um let's head to Thomas's house then.
0: You leave Ella's and are kind of frozen in the act of closing your doors. You hear a voice behind you going, can I help you? And you turn and see a woman in a house coat and slippers at the top of the stairwell above you. Excuse me. Do you know Ella? What's going on here? <laughs> I know. Here we go. Captain I'm, L. I'm, here go. I'm,
1: I'm weighing like the two or three ways I could I could handle this situation. <laughs> Yeah, I I do know Ella. I was hoping to find her. Have you seen her recently?
0: No, I haven't, actually. I assume she must be on a trip or something. How do you know Ella again? What's going on here? We have a
1: mutual friend uh, in Margaret Deacon. I don't know if you're familiar. Ella was doing some nursing work for Margaret, looking after uh, Margaret's sister, Helen.
0: Okay, okay. And she gave you a key to her apartment, I see?
1: Yes. Well, Margaret did.
0: Okay. Okay. Well, just hate for anything bad to happen, you know, so I just keep an eye out.
1: That's part of why I'm here is that she hasn't shown up to work at Margaret's place for the last little while. And Margaret is concerned. Um, She asked me to come see if I could find out what might have happened to Ella. Do you recall the last
0: time you saw her? Oh, I really hope nothing's happened to Ella. She's such a nice girl. Always polite and kind. Hmm. There was a new car there about a week ago. About a week ago now. A car parked out front, which was unusual because Ella takes a bus. Mm-hmm. Beautiful Gee. car. Fancy.
1: I don't suppose you would, like, know a make or model or may have jotted down a license plate?
0: Ooh, no, but just beautiful. Dark blue gold trim beautiful car there thursday morning by the afternoon gone haven't seen ella haven't heard nothing below me
1: since this car doesn't sound like anything i encountered on the previous case does it
0: no this description of a car does not uh, meet any descriptions of previous cars you've seen okay I think I would have to disclose that as the GM and the fact that this is theater of the mind. Feel like, And you recognize that as the car that's turned out it was the car Margaret drove all along. I just never described Margaret's car and she's really <laughs> she's really the killer. And I don't think that makes a good mystery.
1: No, that's probably true. I'm just curious because, I mean, the, from the description, I wonder question. if it I might like have it. been like with the gold trim. I started thinking Mob, which made me think of Bugsy Siegel because he's come into the picture already. Mm. Um, sort of where my head was going there, but.
0: You have never met Bugsy Siegel. I know. Just to be clear.
1: I know, but it doesn't mean I didn't pass by a building where his car was located outside. You haven't. Okay. <laughs> Are you sure?
0: <laughs> yeah, I'm very
1: sure. Okay. Um, right, because he was at the Coconut Grove. Okay, well, then um, I think...
0: Bernice. My name's
1: Bernice. Bernice. Thank you so much for your time, Bernice.
0: Of course. Of course, handsome.
1: Um, I will give her a card.
0: Oh, look at this. he has got cards.
1: I do. And uh, if, you, if you think of anything that you might have forgotten to mention, or if you hear from Ella at all, uh, please call me.
0: I will do that, sugar. No problem.
1: Okay. <laughs> I'm on my way then. That was Bernice, right?
0: Bernice. Now what does Jack do?
1: Uh, now... Now I guess I'm heading to Thomas's house.
0: A short 10-minute drive later, and you arrive at Thomas Thengen's house. It's a small single-story house with a detached single-car garage. No fence. Small lawn in the back. House has a front and back door. The garage has a side door and the car door. Where do you go? What do you do?
1: Knock on the front door.
0: You knock on the front door, no answer.
1: I am just going to take a quick peek in the mailbox.
0: Nothing in the mailbox.
1: Okay, I'm going to move around towards the backyard. um, And if I happen to pass any windows on the way there... I'm going to take a peek in them.
0: There's a small window on your way to the back door. You look through to see a fairly narrow kitchen with a two-seater table near the back door. And you can kind of see a wall jutting out far enough and around that corner, like a big opening at the end of the wall, like towards a living space, a living room near the front of the home. That's all you can see through the window. No movement. No movement.
1: Okay, continue to the back door. Um, Knock again.
0: Knock again. No answer.
1: Try the knob. Locked. Try my
0: locksmith. Spend a little time on your locksmith at that back door. Unseen. Are able to pop the lock and enter.
1: Okay. Close the door behind
0: me. The house smells a little unclean mail with a hint of something else there's a small kitchen with a two chair table to eat at single recliner in the living room in front of the TV there's one bedroom and bathroom off the front living room that hoses the front door as well next to a closet what do you check out?
1: Um, well let's start with the living room anything, anything there?
0: nothing in the living room On the kitchen table, that little small table, Mm -hmm. you find plans for something, something big. You found a single large piece of paper that is a proper blueprint for something. Seems to have a lot of large round stuff on it. There are no names on it to, dis- to discern where it is. Uh, the bottom left-hand corner where that information usually is, it's all blacked out.
1: And I, I'm assuming like if there's any um, architect's name on it, that would be blacked out as
0: well. All the location stuff is obscured. It's been blacked out. Like whoever had these drawings didn't want anyone to know what they were for. Mm. There is a stamp on the drawings for the county of Los Angeles. That's about it. It's hard to tell what it is. There's a bunch of big circles
1: Okay. Well, I'm going to roll it up and take it with me.
0: Okay. You continue inspecting the living room, finding nothing else of interest. Seems like the guy lived alone. Pretty bachelor lifestyle at the single chair in front of the coach. Uh, as you do a walk of the living room, the smell, this secondary smell that you smell, seems to get stronger in front of one of the two doorways off of the main space.
1: Okay, well, I'm going to crack open the. Well. Probably don't have a handkerchief on me doing
0: it. Yeah, both are lightly ajar. That's it.
1: Um, I'm going to do a preparedness check to see if I brought it. a.
0: Do it. So, uh, you, how many dice do you have pre- for preparedness? I have one. One die for preparedness. I'm and checking
1: for the existence of a handkerchief. In
0: 1945, the existence of a handkerchief. Give me an advance of three, or a quick test of three. Five. Then you have a handkerchief. All right. I'm going to take my handkerchief out. What color is your handkerchief? It's white. Okay. He says, kind of like insulted well, that I asked. Wait, like,
1: This is Jack Shepard. He's not going to get like a stylish handkerchief. He's going to go and get like the ch- the cheapest three pack of handkerchiefs he can get at whatever the local department store is. And they'll be
0: white? Okay. And they'll be white. I mean, that's, All right.
1: Yeah. Sort of put it over my face to block out, hopefully semi-block okay. out some stenches.
0: Mask your nose a little bit. It's not that potent an odor. I think I've overplayed the potency of this odor, actually. It's just funky smelling. Okay. More like a unattended litter box than like a dead body.
1: Okay, because I was expecting dead body smell here Yeah, no, okay, um, there we go I right. think
0: I've overplayed the smell Maybe I
1: haven't whipped out the handkerchief But <laughs> that role <laughs> has haven't. at least established That yes. I have one with me Canonically,
0: for all time, that role <laughs> established Jack Shepard carries a handkerchief Exactly I,
1: I concur That's all I wanted to know I acquiesce to that Okay, uh, then I'll crack open the door And uh, and sort of take a cautious step inside
0: uh, It's the bathroom Okay the smell gets stronger. There's words smeared on the bathtub wall. A river of shit would cleanse lands, so be fouled. Seemingly written in feces.
1: Yeah, I was going to ask what it was written in, and that was where my mind was going. Would cleanse a world?
0: A river of shit would cleanse lands, so befouled. Lands... So,
1: be fouled. So, we're getting into the scatological here a little bit.
0: <laughs> yes, we are.
1: Okay. Is there anything else to note of in the bathroom?
0: Nothing else of note. Uh, you do detect the nasty stents of shit. That's about it. That's about it.
1: Is there, like, some shit in the toilet that looks like it was the source of the writing on the wall? Maybe a dookie in the in the in the bathtub itself is like. I just like
0: the I like the detective who's like, and now I must find the source. And he lifts the lid of the toilet to to discover nothing but water, dude. You weirdo.
1: Okay, so this guy took a shit to write on the wall and shit, and then was like, "Oh, I better flush that down." (laughs)
0: Boy, are we getting into the nitty-gritty of how weird shit writers <laughs> run their lives. I'm sorry. I, I, I get a certain train of thought when I encounter
1: a bunch of shit being written in shit.
0: <laughs> I appreciate the little, little connection I mean, that your mind I, makes. When,
1: when you mentioned the um, lifting up the toilet lid, I wasn't actually picturing the lid being down. Um, I pictured it being up, so it would just be more of a like look at the shit writing and go, ugh, and then glance over and...
0: Fine, retcon. You look down <laughs> into the uh, toilet bowl. The lid is already lifted, and you see that one of the logs has been pushed against the edge of the bowl and seemingly has the mashed fingerprints of two fingers, four finger, and middle finger yeah. being used as a writing implement. Man, it's a good thing you, you put messed that disclaimer. Up. Fuck. Yeah, it's a good thing there's a disclaimer. We didn't talk. Wants to know the we, hey, I'm not the one who details. broke out the poop writing. <laughs> That's I all got,
1: on you, man.
0: Right. Okay. I must always think about wh- how people do the things. Yeah, you they need do. to create
1: a believable ri- uh, environment for your poop writing to exist in.
0: Yes. Well, it's definitely the one logs jammed off to the side <laughs> in the bowl. <laughs> no, like it would have been previous logs. It's all dried. It happened yesterday. Okay. It's an old poo. The bowl would have been empty.
1: So he flushed it afterwards. Cooped After he was done writing. He's just like, okay, I mean. Yeah. Yeah. Wash his hands. I, I
0: honestly don't think it made toilet first. I'm thinking like. He just, like
1: he pooped into his hand and like used the yeah, whole thing to like. Ring he with? was
0: just like. Well, what did he, do? he was what just did he... grouting butt crack with poo mud and then used that. And then when he was done, he, I don't know. How do you wash it off? None of it's above the shower wall. Fuck you, Todd. You're making my story less plausible <laughs> with your okay. sorry you, you can you carry kind of out it. as
1: much of that as you want to. How much of this
0: do we cut out now? I don't know.
1: That's your Any? That's, None? Yeah, that's your call. I don't know. Fuck. We have to keep the poop writing. That seems important to the story.
0: <laughs> yes, that. Well, it's not, but it's flavor. It's a little right. flavor. It's well, a little exactly. Flavor that's why toilet is you that like the,
1: the, the looking at the toilet. Is it there? Is there like, is it in the bathtub? That's flavor too. You just got to, you got you to gotta get bigger flavor.
0: Oh my God.
1: I'm sorry. All right. I'm going to um, instinctively wash my hands before I leave the bathroom. I know I didn't touch anything, but I'm just like so icked out.
0: Stay in. The poo-walled stinky bathroom and wash your hands.
1: Not for long. I'm not going to do the full happy birthday count.
0: Okay. I'm just a- going to
1: be like, shh, and get out just in case, you know, there's some f- poo flakes cool. drifting around.
0: Right. And then what? Dry your hands on the... Pants. Okay.
1: <laughs> get me the fuck out of here.
0: Okay, all right, cool. Do you leave
1: the home completely? No, I check the bedroom.
0: Uh, You you check the bedroom, and there's nothing of note? Looks like a bedroom to you. There's not an obviously missing pair of ascending high-heeled shoes. Right, right,
1: right, right. And no blood. Or feces. I was going to ask him about that supper What separately. a boring room. What a boring room. <laughs> this room has no blood I go blood to the or nurse's or room, there's blood. I go to the bathroom, there's feces. This one's just got nothing. I know,
0: right? No bodily fluids to be found, No, fair, exactly. Okay. Did he pee the bed recently, maybe? Nope. No pets. Um, what time is it? It's now the dinner hour. So there
1: was... There was a stamp on the blueprints that had something to do with California.
0: There was an L.A. County stamp LA
1: County, right. on the blueprints. Is there still enough time in the day to visit like the L.A. County uh, City Hall?
0: It's too late in the day. It's past 5 o'clock. Those offices are closed. clock on the wall of the kitchen says it is uh, 5.40 p.m. It is after closing hour of any city building.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Just then, a shadow passes by the kitchen window. Uh, Just past the kitchen window, it would turn the corner around to the back side of Thomas's place, reaching his back door within seconds. What do you do?
1: I'm going to sneak out the front door.
0: Okay, you head to the front door, undo the deadbolt, sneak out the front door. Yeah. As you hear the back door opening, you are now outside the front door.
1: Yeah. What do you do? I'm going to listen at the door, see what I can hear going on inside.
0: You hear the rough handling of kitchen drawers, uh, cabinets opening and closing, someone stomping around inside.
1: Okay, I'm going to knock on the door.
0: All the noise inside the house stops, but you can hear and feel the weight of someone approach the front door. Yeah. And then a pause.
1: I can hear you in there.
0: And then the door swings open. Jack fucking Shepard, just the man I'm looking for. And with that, you have a fighting challenge called A Score to Settle against Mickey Cohen. I thought we were buddies. Alright, well there is episode 5, and the first episode of Case 2, The Nurse and the Explosives. Uh, Jack's Thursday went so long, we decided to split it into two. Uh, We want to keep them around 40 to 50 minutes each, with an episode every two weeks, in a perfect world. But no rushing uh, my my perfection gosh um which uh this is a, Co- a coal mines clubhouse production uh, which is me uh dave Coalmine. if you want uh, to help with the audio fidelity or more frequent episodes or uh with getting a merch line off the ground you can uh, f- help financially through patreon so patreon.com forward slash coal clubhouse there we have exclusively every wrap up episode. We do a video version as well. So you uh, can listen to it no matter what, but you can also see it if you're a Patreon member. Also, you can suggest names for new characters that come into the plot, um, and get a shout out like Paula Kreiderman. Thanks so much for subscribing, Paula Kreiderman. She is our first subscriber and my mom. I love you, mom. Hella supportive lady so appreciative. Um, Back in the day when there was music, uh, I, I played live a lot. Uh, that's how I made my living, and my mom came to a lot of shows. Always been very supportive. If you have any interest in checking that out, DaveColmine.com. You could check some of that out. Uh, TheClubhouse.ca is the Colmine Clubhouse web address as well. Coal Mines Clubhouse also has Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, YouTube. We got some cool stuff on YouTube. Check that out if you are interested, including if you want to learn to play some easy songs, like a little Three Little Birds by Bob Marley, I believe, is there, as I uh, have some guitar lessons there for my students. Huge recognition and love for my friend and co-host Todd Sullivan, a.k.a. Jack Shepard. He asks such great questions. I mix all this and I go, good job, man, getting all that info. Yo, there are a lot of outtakes this episode. I think it's the last thing I have to do after I'm done this. So uh, enjoy those. And uh, I hope you have an amazing day. And thank you so much for letting our weird podcast be a part of it. Cheers. Oh, and the train's totally going by in the background.
1: (laughs) Kete! Kete! Come back and attack my feet some more. That's less noisy. Attack my foot.
0: Day later, it's something spirits is coming. Uh, yes, the local bookstore owner. No info about it. Okay, I didn't realize this would be such a huge thing. <laughs> well,
1: it's the first uh-huh. detail that appears to be connected to the plot. So,
0: <laughs> right, 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 right. Uh, everything's connected. <laughs>
1: <laughs> what color is the paper on the on the windows?
0: It's brown paper, like butcher shop paper, kind of.
1: Can you describe the, the logo on the sign for me? <laughs> Cut all this out, I'm just being a dick.
0: Fuck you. <laughs> okay. Mm-hmm. 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 I can play games. Um, trying to jump between two voices quickly is really difficult. i sorry. Chris, it's okay. Chris Pickler, man, yeah. All right. He's so cute though. I don't want him to go.
1: We'll just credit him as a special guest appearance. <laughs> right? At the end of the yeah, episode, maybe I right?
0: have to add to my disclaimer at the beginning. There sounds, may be occasional cat sounds. sounds yeah. okay.
1: oh. Well, 99% of the effects are intentional foley, there is 1% that might come accidentally from a kitty.
0: There you go. I require more whiskey, personally. Oh, well, I'll take more
1: whiskey as well.
0: Yeah. If that's okay if you don't mind. I don't at all. Um, do you want to pour them for us? Sure. Okay, uh, the ice is in the freezer. Whiskey's right here. And... Here it is. Here it is. Here it is. Okay. <laughs> I'm not going to say any whatever that was. I was going to start talking about photocopiers that don't exist. <laughs> hey, it's Mickey Cohen. Hey. <laughs> hey.